Good evening. How is everybody tonight? How many of you have decided you will fast and pray starting today? Raise your hands. Wonderful. You know why? You will be amazed on the third, fourth day, assuming you are doing a complete fast. When I say complete fast, just water, okay? Some of us are doing all water. Some of you can do one meal fast, two meal fast. But I want you to know something. The early church practiced prayer and fasting. For example, I want to show you a verse. What the early church were doing. All right? Everybody, let's read this together. While they were ministering to the Lord. Can you imagine? They were ministering to the Lord. Worshiping God. Serving God. In other words, you and I have the capacity to minister to God. Sometimes we only think God is the one serving us. No, no, no. Here, they are ministering to God. And how did they do it? Look. Through while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, implication prayer and fasting, guess what happened? The Holy Spirit said, I want to teach you an amazing discipline. It's called prayer and fasting, where you learn to listen to God. It is very sad when Christians don't ever have the experience of listening to God. God wants to speak to you. The problem is this. Are you listening? You see, if you don't hear God speaking, it's not because God is not speaking. It's because you are busy. You are preoccupied. So prayer and fasting is an amazing time where you come before God without being hurried. Learn to listen. And tonight, that's what we want you to learn to do. Learn to listen to God and then they discovered something. The early church discovered that God gave them instructions. Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. You see, God appoints people. He appoints leaders for the work which I have called them to do. God has a mission for everybody. So it's good for you to learn to pray and ask God, Lord, what's your mission for my life? 2023. It's exciting. God can speak to you through messages, through your inner feeling, through other people. Then, everybody read now. Then, when they had fasted and prayed. You see, the cycle of praying, fasting, listening, praying, fasting. Laid their hands on them and sent them away. Tonight, I want to focus on prayer. Especially, I want to teach you how to pray for healing and how to help others pray for healing. Now, this is practiced in the early church. I want you to hear a testimony of our pastor, Robbie, how he applied James chapter 5, okay, verse 14, 15, which you will see that printed, okay? So do you want to hear the testimony of our brother, Pastor Robbie? He sent this testimony only a few days ago. He's in the States right now. Let's listen to Pastor Robbie. Hi everyone, I'm Pastor Robbie Santos. I want to share with you today God's healing power in my life. I was diagnosed with nasopharyngeal cancer in 1995. It was the lowest point in my life. I was only 40 years old then 
and at the peak of my career as a banker. If you are sick with cancer, you will earnestly seek God and pray. Because I am assured of my salvation when I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior in 1986, there was only one thing I asked from God. Lord, will you heal me? So with humility and sincerity of heart, I appealed and prayed that He will grant me healing and give me another lease on life and allow me to see my children grow up, finish school, get married, and even experience grandparenthood. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verses 14 to 15, Is anyone among you sick? Then he must call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who is sick. So before seeing an oncologist, we called up Pastor Peter and told him about the bad news. He asked us to come over his house, and he anointed me with oil and together with Sister Diona prayed for me. When we got into the car, Senny asked me if I saw something unusual or felt anything when Pastor Peter prayed for me, and I told her I did not. She told me that when Pastor Peter prayed and told me, Robbie, believe that you have been healed, for some reason she lifted her head up and in a split second saw that it was not Pastor Peter standing before us, but someone who is shining brightly. Senny assured me that I'm going to be okay. It was not an easy journey. I underwent 36 radiation treatments and the side effects of radiation burned my salivary gland and my taste bud. But God is a prayer answering God. It has now been 28 years since I prayed that prayer. He is indeed good. There is something good about sickness, especially cancer. What used to be unimportant now becomes important. What I take for granted now needs attention. So I was able to set my priorities right. My love for God and for my wife, Seni, continues to grow day by day. Seni and I celebrated our 45th anniversary last September 2022. And by God's grace, we were able to parent our children well. They all grew up knowing and fearing the Lord, finished school, and all three of them are now happily married. And the bonus is, we are now experiencing grandparenthood with our 10 beautiful grandchildren. And despite the distance, God even allowed us to have our family reunion during the Christmas holidays in Canada. Indeed, Psalm 50 verse 15 is very true to me. It says, Call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you, and you will honor me. I honor the Lord and His calling for me when I left my corporate life and went full-time with CCF in 1998 as a pastor. I am now 68 years old. 
Presently, I am with CCF Beyond International Church Planting and overseeing the state of Washington as a pastor and church planter of CCF Seattle North, CCF Seattle South, which will be a satellite this January, and Lord willing, CCF Vancouver and Oregon by the end of the year. Psalm 92 verse 14 says, Even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. They will declare, The Lord is just. He is my rock. All glory and honor and praise to Him. Thank you. And God bless you all. We have many stories that have been cured of cancer, but we are very careful to make sure they are out of cancer for a long time. This is what you call miraculous healing, where it does not come back. Now, do you believe God can heal? Do you really believe God can heal? I will share with you two stories from the Bible. Hopefully, you will learn how to pray. If you are sick, how should you help others? Okay? So, let's begin by looking at Luke chapter 18, the story of a blind person by the name of Bartimaeus. Now, his name you will not see in the book of Luke, but you will see his name in the book of Mark. They are all the same stories. Okay, so let's read together, if you don't mind. As Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. The problem of this man, he was not only blind, he was a beggar. Put yourself in this man's shoes. At that time, there's no social security system, no safety net. So this guy is completely desperate. He has a feeling of hopelessness and helpless. <coughs> and helplessness. What did he do? If you're hopeless and you're helpless and you feel like there's no hope, what do you do? Let's find out. Hearing a crowd going by, he began to inquire what this was. They told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Apparently, this man, when he heard it was Jesus, did something very, very amazing. This is what he did. <coughs> he called out. Grammatically, the language is he shouted very loud. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. <coughs> Notice the first time you see the word, he heard Jesus of Nazareth. But he realized Jesus was not just a man. He called him Jesus, son of David. Now, every time you see that term, Jesus, son of David, it's a messianic term. Because the Jewish people, they understand that the Messiah will come from the descendant of David. So this guy knew Jesus was special. Son of David, he asked, have mercy on me. That, my friend, is what you call real prayer. You are desperate. Those who led the way were sternly telling him to be quiet. But he kept crying out, all the more. 
son of David, have mercy on me. Now, can you imagine? Everybody was telling him, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. He will not be quiet. Why? Why will he not be quiet? Friends, when you're desperate for healing, when you're desperate, you will not be quiet. You will cry out. You see, many times our prayers are not desperate prayers. I want to encourage you to learn to pray in desperation. I've heard all kinds of stories. I know of a pastor who was in the pornography. He laps back. He wasn't a pastor, but now he's a pastor. But before, he laps back. He got into womanizing. He got into drugs. He got into alcohol. A desperate case. That guy fell out of our Bible study. He was in our Bible study for years. He was walking with God. The family came to know Jesus, but he dropped out. Guess what happened? You see, you can run away from God, but God will not let you run away all the time. God brought him down where he had to cry and cry alone in the toilet because the wife and the family they were all reacting to his behavior. He was so desperate, he cried. And you know what he told me? That night when he cried to God and asked God, Lord, heal me. Get me out of this drug addiction. Get me out of my alcohol. He said the next day, he was a brand new person. Is God amazing, yes or no? No, I'm not saying you always have to cry. But I'm saying, have you ever prayed from the heart? sincere, desperate prayer. How do you pray for those who are sick? You be desperate. If you are sick yourself tonight, you have cancer, I want you to come. Be desperate. You pray to God. Notice what happened next. He kept crying, have mercy on me, and then the Bible tells us the most amazing thing happened. All right? By the way, I like this quotation. Everybody read this. Prayer and helplessness are inseparable. Your helplessness is your best prayer. I have learned, and I'm still learning, the best prayer is when you pray in desperation. You come before God. You say, Lord, I need you. Not just praying in the mouth, in the heart. That's how you pray. Acknowledge your helplessness. Number two, you recognize who Jesus is. Come to him. Jesus stopped, commanded that he be brought to him. And when he came near, Jesus questioned him. An amazing question. What do you want me to do for you? Do you realize Jesus asked that question again and again? What do you want me to do for you? Tonight, I won't be surprised if Jesus is speaking to you. What do you want me to do for you? Be honest with him. Don't play games with Jesus. You know, many times we are so focused on what people will think or say about us. In Tagalog, pangpakitang tao. In English, we want to look good. We want to manage our image. We don't want people to see our problem. That kind of Christianity is not going to work. You have to be honest with God. So God is talking to you tonight. What do you want me to do for you? Well, I praise God. This guy answered. He said, Lord, 
I want to regain my sight. That means once upon a time, he could see. Then he became blind. Lord, I want to regain my sight. I love this. Jesus said to him, everybody read, receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. You see, faith is important. You must pray, but you must learn to pray in faith. What is faith? Faith is trusting who God is, believing He's able to do what He promised, and believing that He can and He will heal you, provided, look at me, you seek out the Lord. Should God not heal you, will you stop praying? My advice, come to God. Keep praying out to Him. Until He tells you to stop praying, you don't stop praying. You keep asking Him. Amen? So keep coming to Him. Immediately, He regained His sight, began following Him, glorifying God. You know, I love this. When God will do an amazing miracle in your life, you know what is the byproduct? Number one, you begin to follow Jesus. Genuine follower of Jesus. Number two, you glorify God. You never glorify the one praying for you. Today, many people are claiming faith healing. But when people get well, who gets the glory? It should never be the faith healer or the church or the person praying. Who should get the glory? God, Jesus. And then look at this verse. And when all the people saw it, they gave praise to whom? To God. So that, my friend, is what you will journey on tonight. Those of you who need prayer, you come. We will pray for you. Now, remember, it is not your faith that heals. It is your faith in Jesus. It is not the size of your faith. It is the size of your Jesus. As we close, I love this story of Matthew chapter 8. It's about the centurion. When Jesus came to Capernaum, a centurion came to him. A centurion is a commander of around 100 men. And this guy was telling Jesus, Lord, my servant is lying paralyzed at home, fearfully tormented. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. <coughs> you know what? Something's happening to me. I do not know why I am having this runny nose. Maybe it's because I need to be eating something, and I'm not eating, okay? Anyway, that's a side comment, okay? But I'm telling you, but I will not think of food now. I'm not going to eat, okay? Now, the Bible tells us that said Jesus was telling the centurion, I will go to your house. And you know what the centurion said? The centurion said, Lord, I am not worthy for you to come in under my roof. Just say the word, and my servant will be healed. Don't come to my house. In Don't even come to my house. Just say it. Wow. You know what Jesus said? Look at, no, you know what this man said? Look at his faith. This man said, I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me. I say to this one, go. And he goes. 
Another come, and he comes. To my slave, do this, and he does it. What is he telling Jesus? Jesus, I'm a commander. I issue order, people follow me. Jesus, you are the commander. You are the king of kings. Just say, just say so. Wow, you know what Jesus said? Jesus heard this. He marveled and said, Truly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith with anyone in Israel. Amazing faith. My friend, do you believe our Jesus has all authority in heaven and in earth? Yes or no? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Jesus is the one that has authority over cancer, over sickness, over anything. So today, when we pray, it is not our authority. I'm going to pray for you by the authority of who? Jesus. So are you ready to come forward and be prayed for? What I'm going to do, I'm going to ask the pastors to come up here. So this place, we will be praying for the sick. If we run out of space, you just fall in line. There are other places where you will be told, if you want to pray for relationships, for finance, no problem, okay? But this place, we're going to pray for the sick. Jesus said to the centurion, everybody read this. Go. It shall be done for you as you have believed. You know, faith is crucial. In the first story, it's the faith of the blind person. His faith. In this story, it is not the faith of the sick. It's the faith of the centurion asking Jesus to heal. No matter what, there is something about faith. And my prayer years ago is something like this man. He's a father and he didn't have enough faith. You know what he said? When Jesus told him, all things are possible to those who believe, immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe, help my unbelief. Do you believe? Do you need God to help you with your unbelief? Well, I need all kinds of prayer. So let's bow our heads. And as God speaks to you, I'm going to ask Ricky to come to help guide us. But I'm going to close in prayer before we begin praying for you. Father God in heaven, I thank you that you have reminded us that you are the healer. You have all authority under heaven and earth. And Lord, there's no cancer, there's no sickness, there's nothing that can stop you. But Lord, you do want us to place our faith in you for your glory, for your honor. I now pray that you guide everybody here, to those of us who are here tonight, that you help us grow our faith in you. Not our faith in faith, but our faith in your power, in your ability to fulfill your great promises. I commit to you this prayer time. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen.